0: welcome back listeners to a new episode of the new standard and I have my partner in crime to my left Neil Coulomb what's up big Neil you're gonna ask
1: me what's up after this Lance <laughs> what's, what's here's up? what's up the Steelers fall 27 to 13 to the pesky Indianapolis Colts who in all fairness, didn't even have to play their best game of the season tonight in order to win this one. The Steelers fall to 7-7 seven and seven on the season, their third consecutive loss, the second of which with soon-to-be former Steelers quarterback Mitch Trubisky under the helm. As you might recall, if you did tune in for the whole thing, first off, good for you. I don't know how you you managed to do that. But you did see the rare, in the wild, Mason Rudolph appearance at the end of this game. And he was even goodly enough to take a sack, which you knew he was going to. Rudolph got in the game for Trubisky. Trubisky was 16 of 23, 169 yards of the touchdown pass, two interceptions, which might have been two of the worst interceptions we have seen in this godforsaken season. The team that didn't throw the ball or didn't turn the ball over very much all year has done a fantastic job of making it obvious and noticeable when they do. Horrible game from Trubisky. Rudolph got in, understandably so. And the question then comes into which of the three bad Steelers quarterbacks will start next week against division rival Cincinnati, who happened to win today. If anybody did see that, they came back from uh, I believe it was what twenty-one-three down to yeah, the Vikings came back at home, yeah. and they improved eight and five on the season. Um, the Steelers have. Uh, If there is any hope left, they absolutely have to win next week against Cincinnati, where they do return to the friendly confines of Akra Hines Fieldium, where I am sure all of you out there, anybody going, will greet them warmly and with patience and understanding as soon as their offense gets on the field and
0: has their first three and out of the game. That that's before 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 I jump in, I want to say if you want to participate in the program, go to YouTube and do a search for the new standard and Lance Williams and or Neil Kulong and however you get your podcast, make sure you do a search for the new standard as well. Big Neil Kulong do a search and Lance Williams, please like and subscribe to the program. The title of this program is I like it best when the noise gets loud. Not sure if Mike Tomlin is going to like the noise over the course of the next five to six days. As Steeler fans, we have to wait to see if Pickett Rutriskie plays football next Sunday. And and the game is Christmas Eve, correct? Yes, yes, it is. Nobody's going to that game. Nobody's going to the game. And. and, You know, (laughs) NDSU (laughs) wins in overtime again. A
1: walk-off
0: 25-yard
1: run from Cole Payton. NDSU is back in the national championship game. (laughs) Their worst
0: season in 12 years. They're still in the national championship game. That's how bad it is. That's how bad it is in Steeler world and in Steeler football. We're cutting to Bison Live updates. <laughs> <laughs> that just tells you, because I'm going to tell you one thing. And given that the game next Sunday is Christmas Eve, and given the fact that we might be watching Pickett Rutriskie play starting quarterback for the Steelers in Accra Hines, I think there's going to be a lot of empty seats. Now, stay patient with me before we talk about this game. And I want to jump into you guys' comments As you jump in, pick up to Grim, L-O-K-G, Dre, Mr. Tubby, Ali Howard, Species, everybody else that's in the program. My dad talks about the power of empty seats. And he talks about the power of empty seats and how empty seats can impact the decisions that an ownership group makes, regardless of. You know how tenured you are as a set of owners, that it's going to sting next week when the Roonies look into the stands and see a lot of gold seats empty on Christmas Eve. Because honestly, there's no reason to go to this game. (laughs) There's no reason to go to this game. And, you know, we've been saying it for weeks that. The Tomlin era needs to end, and the only way it's going to end is they get embarrassingly beat for the rest of the season. And given the quality of the quarterback play and the quality of this offense, that can happen because, unfortunately, what we found out is Pickett Rutriskie is not a very good player, even with three arms and six legs that the coordination of the offense was actually better with Matt Canada and that, you know, the 400 yards, 16 point game would be their best offensive game of the year. The Steelers are dead. It is done. In my opinion, the Mike Tomlin era needs to end. I think he's an excellent coach. I just don't think he fits this team any longer. And, I just think he's used to coaching a football team with a veteran quarterback. I don't think he can assemble a staff that can build up a new inexperienced quarterback. So my thinking is instead of wasting the rest of Kenny Pickett's cheap years, let's get a let's get a new head coach. Uh you know, let's get a new head coach. I mean, but but the problem with just getting a head coach is there's no guarantee it's going to fix you and you're going to be better. And to be quite honest, I don't think the Steelers job is a great job. I mean, I would, I mean, if I'm a coach trying to get into it for the first time or come back, I want the Chargers job or I want the Bears job. The Steelers are in a bad way. And I don't think there's an easy band aid for the blood that is leaking from this franchise.
1: The, uh, the overall issue that you have with this team, and I, I've said this a couple times, I said this on a couple podcast spots this week as well, it's, it's a rhetorical question, but th- does this look good to you or, or what? Nobody needs to tell me what Mike Tomlin's record is. Nobody needs to tell me his history, his biography. I promise you I know more about the guy than you do. Does this look good to you or, or what? Where, where is this team going right now? That's the question that I have. Somebody called me out on, on social media for being far more negative than I usually am. I, I don't know what team you're watching if you don't feel negative about it right now. This is miserable. They are a terrible football team. I don't care if they won seven games prior to this. They can't buy a win right now. And a large part of it is because they are horrendously inconsistent on at least two sides of the ball. Props to Connor Hayward for coming up with a big punt block today. They never lose when they block a punt. Well, now they did. They lose no matter what they do anymore. (laughs) They have the worst quarterback play in the NFL week to week, with the exception of maybe Bryce Young. My opinion, over the second half of the season, they have the worst offense overall in the NFL, and that includes the Panthers, a team that fired their head coach. Where the Steelers are right now, where they are going, is. Straight to the bottom, okay? The other shoe finally fell. We've been talking about this for years. At some point, they are not going to be able to win games the way that they have been, and we've we've hit that period. And what do they have to fall back on? Absolutely nothing. They don't have the the, the semblance of a team that can come out and play reasonably well for four quarters. Somebody's suggesting a tank. I don't know what you think they're doing right now. They're not winning these games. (laughs) They're not competitive in these games. They got boat raced in three consecutive games. Now, two of those teams, based on record alone, should be inferior to just about everybody else in the NFL. And the Colts aren't a cupcake team either, but they never lose to the Colts. And they played one quarter and then packed it up. Now, a large part of this, to be fair, they were down to one safety a safety named Miles Killebrew, who is a special teams player, not a guy that you want playing in your defense. They have been down several inside linebackers over the last couple weeks. They're falling apart, but the problem is they're still not scoring points. Trubisky gave them advantageous field position twice. Now, they only got three points out of it, but it's the fact they didn't have the ball. The defense held up fairly well today, in my opinion. The offense did not help them at all. OK, they scored a touchdown on their opening drive and did absolutely nothing the rest of the game. They needed a special teams play to set them up. I guess I I was in and out at that point. But um, it, yeah, Johnson, it was a touchdown pass to Johnson. So they had two plays from the one inch line to score. The first play was a loss of five yards somehow. How do you lose five yards on a goal line carry? Steelers offense is going to show you how. This is what we're seeing week in and week out. Does this look good to you or, or what? I don't know what else there is to say anymore, except if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to continue to get the results that you're getting. My opinion, the, the whole thing needs to be torn down because there's nothing really there to tear down anyway. What are they building for? What what do you think that they have? They're a bad football team. I don't care how many games they won. It, it, that was a long time ago. They haven't won in a very long time, by the way. And they, they didn't compete for four quarters in any of their losses. A lot of their wins, they didn't compete for four quarters. This isn't a good football team. I don't know why you want to keep a head coach who is not producing quality results. And I have been the staunchest defender of Mike Tomlin. What I am mainly saying is this just, this isn't good for anybody. This just isn't worth anybody's time that's currently involved with it. Start over. You need to go a different path. Sometimes that happens. It doesn't mean he's a bad coach. I'm not saying to fire him in a punitive way. I'm not looking for a pound of flesh. I'm just saying this isn't working. Sometimes you just need new leadership. It's not that eh, blame the players for once. If any of you would actually blame players for, for any of the problems with the team, blame the players. They're not getting it done either. Get in somebody else with a new mentality, a new philosophy that can go different direction, probably with new players, because frankly, most of the ones they have in there right now suck, and it, it's not going to get any
0: better. And let me jump into a couple of comments from Gabar. Big up to my cousin Terrence Turk. What's up, Triple T, Triple Todd, Terrence Todd, Turk? What's up to my big cousin hopping into the program? Appreciate you, Big Ted, uh, for hopping into the program. Let me jump into a couple of comments from Gabar. And can I call you Mr. Ten Vowels? Because I cannot pronounce Gabar your entire name. Ten Vowels. But I did count 10 vowels, 1A, 2A, 3A, 4, 5, 6. Yeah, there's 10 vowels. Can I I call you Mr. Ten Vowels? I mean, I I can't say the whole name. So I don't want to disrespect you. So I'm just going to ask, can I call you Mr. Ten Vowels? That's a great nickname. I don't know if anybody ever gave you that nickname, Mr. Ten Vowels. But that's sweet. That's a great name for a movie. That has to be a movie character somewhere. But Gabar said this, Lance, stop with the head coach BS. Look at the roster. Okay, let me stop there. I agree with you. The roster is not very good. Roster is butt cheeks. There's no doubt. But but what's the responsibility, Neil Kulong, of the coach to coach the roster, correct? Coach the players who are there to something that
1: you feel is going to be schematically successful against your opponent.
0: Now, can we say that this coaching staff has done a good job in doing that? This roster is bad, and the coaching is probably as bad as the roster. Now, he goes on to say, Mr. Ten Vows, Najee Stinks agreed. He's not the guy. We said that originally. They have no inside linebackers, and today no safeties with Minka Hurt. This is a bad roster, Colbert. This is what I love. I, I love. Over
1: part probably bled into something else.
0: I, I I love football math. Let me jump into uh, the next comment from Mister Uh Too late, he said. Also too late to tank. Um, let me jump into the last comment. Uh, what's cap, Lance? Be specific. Here's what's cap, and Lance said no cap, and, and Mister Vile said no cap at all. This problem started three years ago on Colbert's watch. Here's the cap oh, about
1: God. it. Get over <laughs> it. That's Here. a generation in football, okay? Yes.
0: Here here's the cap about mm. it.
1: Colbert had but, to build around Ben's contract, which is not yes. something Con had to inherit, okay? They're yes. past that. They got to spend a bunch of money this past year. It's just the product on the field is is bad, okay? That's not Kevin Colbert's fault. <laughs> We're long past
0: that. Oh, okay. So uh, Gabar, it's it's. I, I'm not, I'm not well, in Hebrew for G- Gabriel. Anyway, Mr. Ten Vows, Ten A's. Reducing the problems of an organization to one thing is this fan centered, blame reductionist kind of stuff. exactly. Like like the problems of a football team aren't one thing and one person. You still have to coach the players. I bet there wouldn't have been any conversation about how bad Colbert was four weeks ago when they were seven and four. If they win the next three games in garbage fashion, play garbage football, but somehow can Tomlin finesse these games into wins, Nobody's complaining, so you can't reduce everything and something that is as complex as this to one thing.
1: It's, it's post game you- thinking at its absolute finest. And you're a thousand percent right. It's not any one thing. It's not any one person. Okay, they don't draft guys to fail. By the way, it's not as if you get it wrong per se. Look, look at any draft. From look, even two years ago. How many players have already washed out of the league? How many guys are not doing anything anymore? Did the general manager not find the right player that he could just magically plug in and become a star? It depends on how they coach them, how they develop them. And a lot of times, you don't know. You don't know. The problem is people think that there are superstars everywhere just because they're drafted in the fifth round. There are a lot of things that need to happen for a player to be successful in the NFL. There are only like... When, when they evaluate players, any given team, and ask anybody this, they'll tell you their philosophy. Every team is going to come down and say basically that there are anywhere 16 to 19 or 20 players in a draft. A good draft would be 20 that have a legitimate first-round grade on them. Okay? So half of the first round is a first-round prospect in their eyes. No one else is. They draft 275 players, okay? You're not going to hit on all of them. They don't even expect to hit on all of them. Some of them just are special teams players. Some of them they draft at the end because, yeah, you know, we talk to the guy we like and we'll give him a shot, see what happens. you got to fill a lot of roles, okay? The issues that they have had, certainly talent is related to it. I'm not letting them off the hook either. I'm just saying that the player not developing is also on the player but it is probably primarily on the coach and what they are drafting the player to do. And that's been more of the problem here overall. What they are doing doesn't work. And that is very much in the head coach's court. That's something that they admitted they got wrong when they fired their offensive coordinator four weeks ago. Now, what I'd like to know is, is it Kevin Colbert's fault that the offense is worse now? than it was under Matt Canada? Because tell me that it isn't. It absolutely is. That's not on Kevin Colbert, okay? I'm going Jerry Burns now. I I should post that link to that (laughs) rant. There are all kinds of problems, to Lance's point. It is not on any one person. It is on all of them collectively, players and coaches. They all own this. What direction is the team going in now? That's what I'd like to know. And does this look good to you or, or what? What do you, let's, what do you think about this?
0: Let's address you know, that. If
1: this is not a good football team. doesn't let's, matter let's, whose fault it is. They're
0: not doing enough about it. Let, let, let's address that. And and let's jump into a point uh, from, from Corey Hatcher in terms of moving this forward. Cause honestly, you know, I don't know what direction the Steelers are going to go in. I wouldn't be surprised if they fire Tomlin or Tomlin magically resigns and Somehow they combine firing, resignation, and resigning and all together and somehow Tomlin's on CBS doing games or Tomlin is the coach of the Washington football team. Somehow, or or the Washington, I hate to say the commanders, that's why I said the communist (laughs) team. The terrible name. And and let's jump into this. When I'm looking at the landscape of the National Football League and moving forward, uh, I think you can scheme defense. I think you can scheme pressure. Uh, if you have some corners, if you have some corners, if you have guys that can hold up pretty well in the back end, you can scheme pressure and 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 you can build a defense that doesn't have to be top ten, could be middle of the road. But I think what you absolutely have to win a championship, you, you gotta have a great time. You have to have a top seven offense. You've got to score 25 points and above. I am absolutely convinced that Mike Tomlin cannot build a staff to do that or to develop a quarterback to do that. So I think they have to go in the direction of looking for an offensive coach. Right now, you've got Eric Bieniemy out there. You've got the coordinator from Detroit out there. Uh, what direction would you like them to go? Is there a name that pops up in your head when you're thinking about a new head coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm thinking Eric, there, possibly.
1: there isn't. Um, it, it, it's so hard to evaluate that where we're sitting right now. I don't want to say there is nobody that I wouldn't like that. I would or would not like to see coach the team. Um, it, it's it's availability Uh enemy. I would imagine, um, you know, he, he would be considered a, a candidate somewhere. Um, I don't know. <laughs> We need a lot more time to get into to the response to this, I would have. But it, again, I, I would imagine uh, he would generate some interest. I think there's a lot going on um, as far as him not getting a head coaching job, while many others who have had success um, immediately off the bat uh, got those opportunities and and hasn't. He left Kansas City to go to Washington so he could call the entire offense on his own in an effort to be a head coach. We'll see what happens because I, for what he had, um, you, that's an offensive coach. They, they're not any more talented than the Steelers are. <laughs> they're a far better offensive team uh, than, than Pittsburgh is. You can see the leadership there. Um, it's not only about scheme. And one thing I would point out for the Steelers, my hunch would be they are not going to hire a scheme. They want to hire a leader. They do need to spend for the scheme, though, because this is not yes. what they've done in the past. Yes, and it's going to have to change. Um, I, I don't. I. I'm. I'm going too far down the line. I. I'm 50 50 whether they'll keep Tomlin or not. What I will say is, really, for the first time in his tenure, I think there is legitimate reason to move on. I know everyone has has wanted Tomlin fired for however long for their, their own reasons. This team has lost itself completely. That's a leadership issue. When your players aren't name. responding to your coach anymore, when you're Brandon Staley, if you want to use a current example, and your team walks onto the field on a Thursday night game and gets absolutely destroyed without a, a sense of pride <laughs> By at Steve, all, your out coach is getting before. fired. There's no way he's he was going to keep his job. We pre-wrote the article in the second quarter that he got fired. Okay? We knew it was coming the next day. That's how confident and that's how obvious it was. Tomlin's not that bad of a coach at all. I'm not suggesting at all. In fact, I, I bet you a thousand dollars Los Angeles would fall all over itself to hire him if he was available. Sometimes, though, the coach and the team where they currently are doesn't mesh the way that it needs to.
0: Let me, let me, let me, there, let me. There's let
1: one me. coach and there's a bunch of other people involved. It just might not be
0: working for Mike T there anymore. That's that's really all I'm saying. And to your point about the LA Chargers job and you're talking about because there's reports that belichick could be available belichick well belichick even more so than tomlin developed tom brady drafted tom brady developed tom brady put the infrastructure around to create tom brady people don't like to give belichick his credit for developing tom brady but when you talk about tomlin There are some parallels, in my opinion, between the Chargers uh, situation, especially with the quarterback being intact and Mike Tomlin, if he were to go to that situation. That's a situation that has some parallels to what was occurring in Pittsburgh at the time. You have stability at the quarterback position. You can CEO and finesse the defense and allow the offensive side of the football to be managed by a franchise quarterback and a coordinator. Let me throw out another name. Harbaugh. How about uh, Jim Harbaugh? I can say this
1: with all sincerity, Lance. You will be the head coach of the Steelers before Jim Harbaugh will be. I, I don't think, honestly, I don't think they could find somebody who'd be a worse fit with, with the Pittsburgh Steelers than Jim Harbaugh. And Harbaugh's a fantastic coach. Don't get me wrong, but he's a crazy person, okay? he He's a massive control freak first and foremost, there's no way he's getting along with a, a, what would be a third-year GM at that point. He wants too much control. This is a big part of the reason why he's not back in the NFL. He's going to get looks. Um, he's got a pretty nice gig there, but in all fairness, I think we're going to find out more than we think we will, and I don't think Michigan's going to have him back next year. So um, there, there's there's a lot being said internally, let's just put it that way. Uh, but Jim Harbaugh would be a, a horrible horrible fit with the Steelers and I don't think Jim Harbaugh would be real happy coaching the Steelers either not his kind of team Um, the structure of it doesn't fit what he wants and he's going to demand Tomlin money immediately you know the Steelers don't need to do that for a non-Tomlin coach why would they want to do that so uh, Harbaugh absolutely not no way
0: let me let me jump into and let's assume they don't move in a different direction because we know odds are Probably Tomlin is the guy again next year. If that is the case, let's jump into this comment from Corey Hatcher. And Corey, has anybody ever said you look like Donnie Hathaway with that hat on? Anyway, needless to say, keys, build an offensive line, have explosive players, and you need a quarterback. If Tomlin is back... Can we
1: flip the order of that? Is it priority set? Because... I, I want I want the quarterback. QB uh, yeah, I want QB. They've, they've tried to build the offensive line. You know how much money is invested in their offensive line? A lot. They spend a lot of money on that. Okay. Siamala wasn't cheap. They get Dan Moore on, on a discount. They traded assets for Broderick Jones while Chuck sits his ass on the bench making $13 million this year. They they invested a lot in this line and it didn't work at all. I mean, really, they they were not they were not consistent enough to suggest this is successful enough to want to run it back next year. Okay. They need a new center. They need a new coach. (laughs) A lot lot of problems with their offensive line. Yes. They need to get it. They're going to need to retool the offensive line and that. I I can almost guarantee you will come with a new coach,
0: new offensive line coach. It's it's when you look at this football team, they are just stuck. They are stuck. They are treading water. They are not moving forward. They are barely keeping their head above water, making a way when you can. I had to just jump into my good times song, uh, real quick. Um, but where do they go? I mean, this 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 is a tough year. This, this is a very tough year, and I, I I just think honestly, they have to go in a new direction. I, I mean, I know. I mean, if they're not I, okay. going to
1: here's, here's the thing. I'll, I'll try to break this down quickly to me. It, it's, it's a two-way street. All right. Mike Tomlin is not under a legal obligation to coach for the Steelers next year. Okay. They're not going to pay him. If he doesn't, he can't go coach somewhere else unless they release him, but he doesn't have to, this team needs to go somewhere else. All right. We all agree on that. If you're a 17 year head coach, And the owner comes up to you and says, yeah, you know what? We fell a little short this year. I want to know what your plan is and how different is your plan for what you told me the last three years in which we've had this exact same conversation at the end of it. We need a new plan. And one thing we need is a bunch of new coaches. So to be honest, we're getting rid of most of these guys. All right we are going to work with you on who we bring in. In other words, we're getting more involved with this than perhaps a 17-year head coach with a Super Bowl with tremendous market appeal who would easily be the the, the top candidate in the market for what's going to be probably six openings at least uh, this offseason. Does Tomlin want to put up with it? I don't think he needs to. But what I know is there's something wrong with the, the, the strategy and the philosophy if they keep most of their coaching staff. So does Tomlin want to, br- to to work with a bunch of other people to bring in an entirely new staff, which is pretty much what he's going to need to do, and have his future hooked to that? Or does he want to say, um, you know what, I'm done. I, I, I think it's time that. for all of us to move on. You know why I ask this, though, Lance? Because Mike Tomlin is signed through the 2024 season. That means at the end of this festering turd of a year in Pittsburgh, he is entering the lame duck year of his contract. You don't do that as a 17 year NFL head coach. Hmm. He did not sign an extension last year. I said that at the time. That's critical. I don't know if it's Tomlin not signing an extension that was offered to him. If it's the Steelers saying, we're going to wait and see on this. All right. You've been our guy for close to two decades, but Now you need to coach for your job, which is what a team says if they don't extend him when he has two years left, or if it's a financial thing because Sean Payton just blew the market up, both in in compensation, a first and a second for him, and $20 million a year. There might be a bypass here that the Steelers and Tomlin can't reconcile. So it's not so much of a firing thing. Very well could be they want to go in a different direction because this isn't going to work out. I understand the situation in in Bill Cowher's personal life. I'm not going to speak of it directly. I know that that happened. At the same time, Bill Cowher wanted complete control over the team, all football stuff, and Rooney wouldn't give it to him. That's why he resigned, okay? Wasn't anything to do with anything other than that. Mike Holmgren had just gotten a head coach and GM title in Seattle. That's what Cowher wanted. He didn't get it. He chose to walk. Why would Tomlin not do that? I'm not saying that he will, but it certainly he's earned the right to argue that. Do you not think whoever the hell it is that owns Washington now wouldn't tell Mike Tomlin, here's a blank check, call the shots, (laughs) we'll get out of your way, whatever you want. That franchise of all teams, you don't think they'd pay him $23 million a year and let him decide everything? It's two hours away from where he grew up. It's the most dysfunctional franchise in sports. They would kill to have Mike Tomlin. Pretty sure Mike Tomlin knows that. If he's got that in his back pocket and he says, you know, I kind of want to go out and see this, this thing on my own. I want to do this myself. I have confidence in myself. I can bring in a lot of good people. There's a lot of good people that I would love to work with who would love to work with me. In other words, I, I'm Justin Timberlake. We do well with sync. I'm going to go do the solo thing so I can just have control over everything that that comes to
0: do with me now why would you not do that let me, let me speak and those are solid points because i think at some point if you don't pick your offense and defensive staff and you're going into year 17 mm-hmm. you're you're not coaching those guys you are right you, you are not coaching but those guys. but
1: how do you keep the coaching staff of this team? Yes, you can. So, who's, who's getting yes. back full circle? I'm not trying to ask whose fault it is. I am asking, though, isn't it reasonable to think Tomlin hired the coaches that they have? So they have to be fired. They're not going to let him pick new coaches. Like this, this didn't work out so well oh, the last hey, three years. And, we, and, and need we need to
0: intercede here. We need to protect you from yourself. Flip the coin, Neil. Let's say he didn't hire him. Why do I want to stay and you hire the next set? Exactly. You screwed up with this
1: last batch. I had to deal with this all season. Okay? We have a very strict, we operate as a team. I'm the spokesperson, though. I'm the face. I'm the one who has to deal with the press conference. I do the media stuff. If I'm going to endure this again, I want to pick the staff. If you're not big on that, why do I need to be here? I don't have or, a contract
0: passed this year. Let me give you some more negotiation. If we do this again and you pick the staff, i want to be the highest paid coach in the NFL. Yep, you're exactly right. You, you see this all laid out now. It's not as simple
1: as firing or not. There's a lot more that goes into it. But the, the the center of all of it, and remember this, is the fact that he did not sign an extension last year. I don't know whether he was offered one. I just know he does not have one. That speaks loudly as far as coaches go. Why do you think everybody nationally is now talking about this? It's not just because they're bad. It's because agents know that he's going to be available. It, it, the, the potential of him being available is there. There's no way you can argue that. And do we do we really know? We don't. To be honest, we don't. And I know everyone's going to tell me, well, I read a report I will show you 10 reports that say the opposite. The Steelers do not divulge that kind of thing. They just don't. And And to be fair, it's probably because they all unilaterally decide that. They might not all agree, but they all go into it together. They're not going to pin it on one person. But only one guy owns the team in that
0: room. Okay? Yes. We know that. Yes. And I'm going to be entirely uh, candid about it that – Honestly, talking about head coaching talk is more interesting than talking about the bad football that. Which we is watch. what, which is what
1: happens when you lose twenty-seven to thirteen to the and Colts. You know how three, bad it is. Loss.
0: You know how bad it is, Neil. And i, and what are I you going to talk
1: about Najee's to... twelve for thirty-three. No, with no, 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 15, no. This no, 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 is no, a no. typical game for Najee. No,
0: I know we could talk about that. It's so bad. You have been counting Hansie Porter juniors pass interference calls yeah and how many does he have 11 11. 11. he has
1: 11 penalties do do people realize that defensive backs don't get 11 penalties in a season he hasn't played the whole year he didn't play the first three games really and there's still three games left 11 penalties in that time is insane something needs to be done about that and you stress patience, and I'm not against patience. I guess I what I'm hoping for is that they coach him. I don't know. Yes. You can't do that.
0: Yes. When you yes. got
1: called for today was ridiculous. You like, can- dude, yes, you, you can't have your hands on him that far down the field. Yes. Especially when you have 10 prior penalties, they're gonna flag you for that every time. And don't do the 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 George Pickens thing on the sideline and bitch and complain about it either. It's it was absolutely gonna be called. It, it, that, that kind of stuff that's that's my overall issue here probably more than anything else we are seeing the same problems
0: over and over again and that's indicative like marlon said of coaching yeah nobody i don't know is I don't what there's him. no excuse for this anymore does he not yes. know who's developing him and those are the small problems what well, are not small problems their handsy. Problems. He yeah. has little hands, like joke, Maybe he his, has to have smaller hands. He like doesn't bro. have confidence
1: <laughs> in his ability to to balance and mirror, and that was why I did not want the team to draft him. Okay, not that he shouldn't have been drafted. They needed a cornerback who could step in and play immediately, and it's not that he's bad, but his stats are are not going to tell you the full impact that he's making. Okay. Levi Wallace can give up a 30-yard pass play. If Joey Porter Jr. gets called for illegal contact down the field, spot foul, and it's 30 yards, what's the difference? It shows up in, in a stat book for Levi Wallace, but not really for Porter. So you all think that Porter's great because you know he doesn't give up anything per target. They don't count the target when he gets penalized, and he gets penalized all the time. It, it, he's been penalized in every game since that, That was it Houston that he had four? Yeah, and he had four in, in the first way. half, by the way. He had three in the first half, sorry, one later on. Since that game, he's been penalized 11 times, or seven more times on top of that game. That's really bad, okay? You you can't do that. I, I don't know what else there is to say, but you keep trotting him out there, and if that coverage on that play is not indicative of the fact that he's not being told that it's a problem, I, I don't know what else to tell you clearly it is because they know i watched it and i said that's a flag there's no way they're gonna let them get away with
0: that yes you you can't continue to have this i don't yeah yeah. it's 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 and again this is why i think me and you are firmly in the side of they need to move on but with that we're going to go ahead and conclude the show want to thank everybody for chiming in unfortunately we are bringing another show to you after another Steeler loss. I want to thank all the people that are on the program: Marcus JP, Steel three sixty nine, Mister Ten A's, Mister Ten Vows. That's the best ten nickname vowels. ever,
1: Mister
0: <laughs> Ten Vows. I'm always gonna call you Ten Vows. Right, ten A's, you know, I like Ten A's, Ten A's. You know, I'm always, I mean, always gonna call you. Mr 10 a's I mean that's that's the great because I actually you knew I actually sat and counted them I was like okay I, I was like man there's a lot of a's in here so I just like okay let me count the a's it's actually Mr 10 A's but with that we're gonna go ahead and conclude the program and as always tune in tell a friend and subscribe fire Tomlin Dealers. <laughs>